This is Decoding Learning Differences with Kimberlyn Lavelle, and this episode is Motivational Problem Solving. So in this episode, we are again on a Motivational Monday, talking about how to use, how to bring motivation in your child and what strategies we can use. And today's is using problem solving. So we're going to be going through some examples and just kind of talking this through. So first example, and we'll talk through how this works. Problem. We have no more space on our bookshelves. Now this is a real life problem that I have right now, which is where I got this from. I have a problem. I have no more space on my bookshelf, right? I can have this conversation with my children. Now my children are two and four years old. They're going to have a different conversation than your children. If your children are a little bit older, significantly older, they're going to come up with varying degrees of sophistication around their answers. But they're, this conversation, this problem solving can be very academic without feeling like it's academic or requiring any academics. There's a problem. Now you are most likely to have benefits if you use a problem that impacts them, that is their problem that they need to solve. If they come to you with a problem, please encourage them to solve it themselves. And you don't have to say, well, that's your problem. You need to solve it. It can definitely just be, oh, so what are you going to do about it? Or even what should we do about it? it? You can, you can, you know, be on board to help them, but you're not solving the problem for them. So we have no more space on our bookshelves. What could children learn in problem solving this? Brainstorming. They're coming up with all these ideas of what they're going to do. And they might be doing some research on different strategies. They might be measuring the bookshelves, the size of books. If they can add a shelf somewhere, you know, what can they, you know, measuring different things, measuring other spaces. Can we add a bookshelf somewhere? depending on what strategy they're going with to solve the problem, there's different different things that they're gonna be learning. They might be calculating how much space there is, how much money there is, which budgeting, they might be budgeting. Oh, well, I only have $100 towards fixing this problem um, and I'd rather not even use that. Or I have $10 towards fixing this problem I have $0 towards fixing this problem, whatever it is. So it might be, okay, first we have to get some money so that we can do this thing that I want to do, right? That might be part of the problem solving. They're going to have a yard sale to raise money. They're going to have, do face painting to raise money, whatever it is, they're going to raise money so they can then buy another bookshelf, which they've already measured out a spot to put over here. Or they're at that yard sale, they're going to sell a bunch of books and they're going to use that money to build another shelf or to just buy other books that they want instead, or they're going to save it for something completely different and unrelated or whatever. But all of that is kind of budgeting, deciding what you're going to spend the money on within a, a, a specified amount of money that you have to work with. Analyzing, especially back at that brainstorming stage, you're analyzing all these different options and what's going to be best. You're evaluating those options. Um, and you're, you know, you're deciding what to do with that. 
they might decide to donate books and they're thinking about others and how they can best donate and support others. They're going to donate it to the library and the library then sells the books and it helps benefit the library so that they can then buy new books for other kids. They're going to donate it to um, the little tiny free libraries, you know, that people have like in front of their houses. They're going to donate it to the school libraries and that raises money for that. They're going to donate it to children that they just see out walking and they think they'll like this particular book. Whatever it is, they're choosing, they're thinking through that charity, thinking of others, giving to others, donating. And they might even be learning some building skills, physically building a new bookshelf somewhere or whatever it is. So all of these skills are being learned in solving this one problem which would not have been learned or worked on or practiced in a very real life motivational way if you had just said, okay, well, let me build a new bookshelf. Let's see, where could I put it? If you did all of this, you would be learning plenty, but you would be taking away that opportunity from your kids. Giving them that autonomy, which we've talked about before, to do things for themselves is very motivational. And then if they've got a problem to solve themselves, they are finding that motivation to solve their own problems. They are learning so much. And it won't necessarily be even any of these things that I listed. It might be something completely different that they're learning during this problem solving. They might come up with a solution that you never considered and you never would have. And that's what they go with. As long as, and you can set boundaries around it, like, okay, well, just, I need to approve whatever your solution is before we go full force, or however you want to set that up, but you can set it up and figure out how you want it to go. Tons of things that they can learn. So other examples is we have saved how $10 for a family vacation. We've saved $10,000 for a family vacation. Whatever it is, we have this much money, then a lot of those same skills are going through it. Now, I've just gone back to those old skills, so it's a little not exactly the same thing, but you're doing a lot of the same stuff, right? You're still brainstorming, you're still researching, you're still budgeting, you're still analyzing, evaluating, and you might be spending a lot more time on research to figure out, and a lot more time on budget to figure out all the different things that have to be calculated. We have to eat. How are we, you know, how much do we wanna spend on eating versus activities, versus where we're staying, versus the gas that it takes to get there or whatever mode of transportation we're using to get there. And researching all of those things to really figure out how can we make this work and let them do it. Now, obviously, depending on the age of your children, they'll need more or less guidance on doing something like this, but it can be a real life problem that you are solving that your children are solving, I should say, and that you might be supporting them in solving. Um, it can be what's for dinner. Now, maybe you have a situation in your family where your kids make dinner once, twice, however many times a week. They're responsible for dinner. So that's an automatic problem that they have to solve every week. They have to look at what's available, or maybe they're involved in a planning process of, okay, we're gonna go to the grocery store, what is it that you're making for dinner on your nights that I need? And then what materials do you need for that? What ingredients do you need? Do we already have it? Or do I need to buy it at the store? Right? 
they can be thinking it through. And, oh, they want to make a lobster dinner and, or, you know, you know, um, I can't remember what the name of that steak is. <laughs> it's more expensive. They, you know, they have this like very expensive idea and you're like, yeah, no, I am not paying for that super expensive food as our, as just Tuesday night dinner. Um, I'm not comfortable with that. Or that, you know, for me, I can't eat dairy. So if my child was making um, grilled cheese sandwiches with five kinds of cheese and it's not considered my needs, I would have that conversation as well. Or it might be a sibling's needs or something like, okay, but you have to also have an op- have a thought about what this person is eating and how you're going to provide for that person. Um, so kind of just... There's a lot there that they have to solve. And it's a very, like, daily problem that we all have to solve, right? There's a lot that we ourselves learn from solving this daily problem of what's for dinner. And a lot of us then stop learning from it. And we kind of just keep going back to the same old things. Because, honestly, this is a question that, for me at least, gets very tedious. I hate figuring out every night what's for dinner. So I do go back to those same things that I've already figured out. But I also try to make sure I take some time to learn some new recipes at times uh, and kind of learning some new things about about what I want to do. And sometimes I have to go back and relook at the budget of, you know, how much we are spending on food right now and how can we how can we lessen that? Um, or maybe even we have more that we could spend on food. I don't think anyone has that problem, but maybe somebody does. Um, this was someone else was dealing with this problem. The back gate blew down. How do we solve that problem? Again, it depends on all of you, right? You can, you're brainstorming first. Well, we can, you know, buy a new one. We can put that one back up. And then for each of those brainstorms, what's that going to require? What kind of a budget do we have to work with? really analyzing, evaluating, measuring, doing so much work to then solve this problem. So these problems, it doesn't matter what the problems are. Here's another one. The tomato plants died, happened in our backyard, um, but they were with in, in like small planters with other plants that did not die. Um, they had plenty of water and, but not too much water, they die. So part of that problem then, I, even before that, I'm analyzing already. You know, I'm evaluating what could have happened. Oh, didn't have enough water? Nope, not that. Had too much water? Nope, not that. What else is there? So now we're researching why else would tomato plants die? Now I know from research that I'm gonna throw that soil away or at least never plant tomatoes in that soil again because it might have some kind of bacteria in it that is going to just keep killing my tomato plants if I keep planting tomato plants there. I need tomato plants planted in fresh soil, far away from that soil, so that I don't have that problem. Um, We are in the midst of a super drought. So this is one where we can't completely solve this ourselves individually, but what can we do in our household, in our family, what are we going to do about this problem um, to either help solve it or at least solve it on our personal level at the immediate right now 
how, you know, do we change something about our landscaping, something about our watering schedule, something about how long our showers are, something about something, right? What do we do to help solve this problem? So there, these are just everyday small and big problems that require a variety of skills to solve them. And when you involve the kids in solving them, you are teaching them so much. Now, I did keep saying that you can put it on the kids, that it's their problem. And when I'm saying that, I'm mostly thinking of older kids that are 10, 11, 12 plus older kids that really can solve it almost completely on their own with minimal support from you. Now, younger kids, my own kids, two and four years old, I want to just involve them in it. They can help me help me come up with ideas. Um, and then they can listen while I analyze and evaluate each idea that we together have come up with. They can help me execute some of the solution in how we're solving it, right? So I'm modeling, we're going back to motivational modeling, I'm modeling how to solve problems so that as they get older, they can sol start solving problems themselves very easily. They're not just left like, well, what am I supposed to do? There's way too many kids who I've encountered who have that, they don't know how to solve a problem. Think about what that does to a child's self-esteem. If they aren't able to solve their own problem, they always have to have it solved by someone else, they aren't going to feel so great about themselves. We really want to help build a child's resilience and their self-esteem by giving them the knowledge that they can solve their own problems. Even if they have no idea what to do, they can still figure it out by coming up with ideas, by doing research, right? So this is really big. I think it teaches such a great life skill as well as motivating them and teaching them all sorts of other skills, practicing other skills. It, there's so much to it. So again, your takeaway is life is full of everyday problems that require a variety of skills to solve. Involve your kids at whatever level is appropriate for their age, their ability right now, they will benefit. If you wanna learn how to motivate your own child and work with me more closely, you can email me, Kimberlyn at decodinglearningdifferences.com. You can also check out the website, yourparenthelp.com and kind of get some ideas on what to do to motivate your kids. If you've not listened to all the other episodes on motivation, please go back and listen to all of those. We've been hitting motivation really hard this year in 2022. Season two, it's all about, not all about, but a huge piece of this year has been about motivation. I look forward to hearing from you again. You can email me any stories, anything at Kimberlyn at decodinglearningdifferences.com.